So you want me to wait a minute, or should we just keep no, 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 no. Going it's a slow neighborhood. I'm safe. All right. So I think the reason I'm confused is two things. One is you keep saying you want people to talk about and preach Romans 15:14, and clearly this means something very important to you, but it is not at all obvious to me what. Okay. Well, there's related verses, and. Right. So, maybe I don't have this all fleshed out because it's usually a non-starter of a conversation, and I'm not smart enough to do this by myself. Typical. Okay, that's why yeah, we're in this Romans, together. Okay. Yeah, Romans 15:14. Cool story, bro. Now let's get back to that thing about you know the leaders and the point. No, okay. So, so, so why don't you why don't you start by quoting the verse in some version that makes that tries to make the point that you think we should all be getting? Okay. It says, "Don't you know, brothers?" and sisters, that you yourselves are filled with all goodness, able to teach, admonish, and encourage one another. Period. Okay, but period, but let let me be blunt, Bill, because you just said the opposite, right? You said that, like, yes, you've got an insight, a truth that's really powerful, but you don't actually know how to communicate it to people in a way that they can understand. That's why we have to have this dialogue and work together, right? Yeah, well, I mean, it's me it's like one of the most straightforward verses in the entire bible and so it's not the communicating it's the convincing and it's the hacking through the the uh the forest that has just entangled us and ensnared us as paul said right because there's just so much you get from the church and certainly 10 times more from the world that no way you know peons can't help each other you have to bring an expert And it's hard. So the related verse would be, the weaker member of the body deserves the greater honor. And, but all these discussions about teaching and discipling, it's, it's like 99% talking about the leader, and the person being led never seems to be talked about. So I don't know what, how you would want to choose the greater honor, interpret the greater honor, but I think one, one piece of that is you just you gotta talk about if you really want to divide the world into lead, lead and leader and lead, if you really want to go there, you got to at least spend 50 50 time talking about the the bottom half or whatever you want to call it. Okay. So, okay. Are you still with me, Bill? Yeah. Okay. Um, so, let's start at the top. Okay. The. So when you just quote Romans fifteen fourteen, you know, if you take it naively, it says none of us need anyone. And that's clearly not what you mean, right? Uh, say, say it again. When you just quote Romans fifteen fourteen. No, I, I just missed the it, anyone could lead anyone or something. If you, just, if you just read Romans fifteen fourteen as, oh, all of us have everything we need to do ever, whatever we need to do, that would imply we never need anyone. So clearly that's not the right interpretation of that verse, right? Right, right. Actually, I, I'm sorry, I missed I, – I, opportunity class, I went for the other – I should have gone to this verse, but that, that it's related. The, the verse that – okay. To help people get buy-in on this verse, I have to quote my most famous verse, which is the verse that people just really do not buy into is, um, Christ in us, the hope of glory. 
So without Christ in us, Romans fifteen fourteen is completely null and void. There's something something else. Object to that verse, Bill. So I'm, I'm trying to figure out what exactly yeah. you're reacting to. Oh, I go, go, go to, to David. People... No, no, talk to David. It's like no, you know, we're just filled with sin. No, there's there's so, no good in us, right? There's no absolutely no well, no crisis. We did this we did this experiment at a retreat. The pastor says, here's two chairs. And I want you to arrange mm-hmm. the chairs. One chair is Christ, one chair is you. And mm-hmm. you know what I did? So people were putting like one chair way at the front and one chair not not even in the back. They took it outside and went 500 yards into the forest. And you know what Bill did? Back to Bill chairs. took one chair, back to chairs, yeah. Right, yeah. So, Bill, can you agree, can you agree with me that both are true depending on what you mean? Well, that's right. true with all verses. Yeah, that's true. All well, yeah, but, but I mean, but I mean, let's 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 so to, to to say well, in this context, people said the opposite of what I said, therefore they're wrong or they're rejecting me. It's like I don't mm-hmm. think that's the helpful way of looking at it, right? The helpful way of looking at it is okay. They must be talking about something different than what we're talking about, which is why they say that. So let's just try and be clear on what it is you're trying to say, right? Because it is also true that we are full of sin. It is also true that Christ is in us, right? It is true that we are perfect. It is true that we are holy. It is also true that we are massively screwed up and dead in our sin, right? I mean, can we at least start with that, that we have to embrace that paradox? And you're just feeling like your side of the paradox is getting short shrift. Um, well, I'll go along with it for the sake, sake of the argument. For the sake think, of argument. But do you actually think your truth is the more important one? Well, that's, that's, <laughs> now you're cornering me. Um, Sorry, as opposed to just underemphasize. No, I find very few people that agree with what I think is the, in the spirit of those verses. I don't even know if I agree with you yet. <laughs> <laughs> How, you know, don't be upset about the fact that no one agrees with you if nobody understands you. Right. right? Maybe they actually do yeah, agree yeah. with you. Well, no, I mean, so they, under, they understand what I'm saying, right? And they don't I don't like understand it. what you're saying. I mean, so, no. uh, so, so, and I've not, in any conversations I've seen you in, I've never, it's never been clear to me that anyone, so, okay, let's, let me, so, we're going in circles. Let me start over again. Let's forget about everybody else. I would like to agree with you. Okay? I really want to agree with you. But I really have no idea what you're actually saying. So let's see if you can get me to agree with you on, on, on this thing, and then we'll both be way better off. Fair enough? Minimal yeah. bar. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. So the – okay, so let's start there. So clearly there's something that you have seen that disturbs you greatly. And you see these verses as encoding really powerful truths that address that. Right. And you're frustrated other people don't seem to embrace them the same way you do. Is that a fair statement? Correct. Correct. Okay. So the, the reason that – so just quoting the verse and asking people to acknowledge that doesn't seem to have had very much effect, right? Correct. Correct. Right. And also – but only so God knows, right? yeah. What? Only God Sorry? knows what effect. I say only God knows only what God effect knows, it has. Only, what? Yeah. what do you mean by only God knows? Well, I don't want to say it has no effect. I'm not going to go there. 
Okay, so let's let's just go the other direction. So um, people don't say always say. There's two things I might think you mean that would be good for me to clarify that you whether or not you mean that. All right, let's what go. What is my Romans 15.15? It means that I have everything I need. I don't need anybody else for anything. Is that what you mean? Um, is that like you can roll solo and be a follower yeah. of Christ? And no, I would disagree with the solo approach. Okay, right. Okay, exactly. So we can agree that whatever Romans 15, oh, 14 means, well, it doesn't mean that we are all fully self-contained and don't need okay. anyone. We have well, to function as a body. Okay. Right. Well, well, yeah. So this verse is hard. Um, the the other key thing in this verse is the English translation, which is rare, but thank God it's translated this way. Is don't you know that you yourselves? So it, there's the plural, and it could be interpreted as oh, I'm, spe- I'm speaking to more than one person. That's why I'm using plural. But I never interpret scripture that way. So he's speaking to the body. Right. Okay, so let's just agree on this. So God has given us the body as a whole, everything we need together to live live as Christ, right? So we agree on that. Okay, let's go. That's right there. Now, the second thing that I think. um, But but, but can can I make one comment on that? I I think the life is as the body, not as the body is a tool to help me live as Christ. Okay, I'm not sure what the distinction is. Uh, if it becomes a book uh, later, we can dive back into it. Yeah. Let me, let me just go a second thing. So the second thing that one could interpret from Romans 15, 14 uh, is that each of us all has the exact same faith. And I think you would, given that you're going with the metaphor of the body, I assume you would disagree with that too. At the lowest level, for sure, highest level, then it gets Mercury, but yeah. Right. So, so, so the, the sorry. Okay. So let me be more precise. One way to interpret Romans fifteen fourteen is that we need a purely egalitarian system because we all have the same capabilities and the same roles. But I think the verse you were going for with the body metaphor is that we all have different capabilities and different roles in that body. Um, no, I'll, I'll respectfully disagree. I could see, you know, five hundred bill clones living out 1514, and it would be much better than just those 500 bell clones being strewn across the desert like random stones trying to do it. Okay, well, sure. I understand that, that that as a minimal criteria, that would be the case. But if it, that, that is not a body metaphor, right? That maybe is an army metaphor, but it's not a body metaphor, uh, identical clones, right? The body, and so certainly Paul says, and the Bible clearly teaches that we all have different gifts, and there are different roles within the body. Would you disagree with that? Yeah. You do disagree with that? That's 99% of the toxic. That's okay, 99% so, okay. of the toxic, so, so toxic the positive, behavior I've, I've seen in churches. It's this massive oh, differentiation. I absolutely agree that churches yeah. are toxic. Don't get me wrong. But sorry, yeah. are you concerned about being faithful to Scripture or about pointing out well, what's wrong like, with everybody else? Like, for example, I'm, I'm the weird guy that doesn't believe in spiritual tests. I'm the weird guy that will walk out of the room if we're going to take that spiritual gift inventory test. Oh, I hate spiritual tests. Or, or, a, or, a, push, or a push. Or a push. A push is the other one that's just rampant now. Sure, sure. Bill. Okay. Bill, can you distinguish between hating spiritual tests as the way they are practiced and used in the church 
and acknowledging that Paul does teach about spiritual gifts. Can we distinguish those two things? He does, but... Well, you feel like you guys... can't handle that truth because it conflicts with the... Because you're well, associated emotionally with the horrible practice. But, no, but I'm not going to go, like... And so Bill will never, ever be given to get to hospitality. Bill was born right. with this this trait, and that's, you know, we're just going to stereotype you, lock you in. And if, if, right. if someone's dying on the side of the road and I need to have the gift of empathy, I believe I'll be given the gift of empathy to meet that immediate need right, right then and there. Right. So, so, Bill, look with me here. I'm trying to agree with you. Okay. Can we agree? Yeah that the way the church currently uses spiritual gifts has lots of major flaws and issues and downsides. Sure. You can agree on that part, right? But yeah, lots to be said, yeah. that the Bible explicitly teaches about spiritual gifts as a good thing. Can we agree that? Yes. Or you really, yes. you really hate to admit that because you see it so toxic? Yeah, I'll, I'll agree, but, you know, it's in the details. But what? Um, Sorry, but what? I mean, mm-hmm. huh? We can disagree about what it means by that, but can we agree well, that the I, Bible I, I, clearly I, I, teaches about the importance of spiritual gifts? It does, yes. Okay, good. And the goal here, just to make sure we're on the same page, is we want to live our lives in accordance with the way the Bible intends us to. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, but um, can, I just, right. can I just check sure. check one thing? Is the phrase spiritual sure. gift in Scripture? Uh, um. Yeah, at least in the translation, Paul says, you know, about spiritual gifts, I do not want you to be ignorant. Okay, that's right. There it is, okay. Right? Yep. Okay, so I think this is actually useful, because I think this is actually the problem, is that you are really upset about a lot of our practices and how we use these terms. And so it seems like you are rejecting those terms, and then people say, but wait. That's in scripture. It sounds like you're rejecting scripture, and then they write you off. Yeah. Yeah, I've been to so, other churches. Yeah. Well, sure, but the question is, is that, you know, the question is, are you actually trying to call people to live by scripture? Or are you trying to call people to uh, embrace your interpretation of it? I guess there's a difference. Trying, trying to be humble. Trying to be humble. Trying to be humble. Um, no, I'm I'm trying to do it as a body. No, I'm not trying to walk into a church and say, "Hey, everyone, I've got it all figured out. Listen to me." No, that's that's certainly not how we approach it. I don't understand. Yeah, that's very good. But the so so this is the because this is exactly the move that I'm trying to pull off. Which I you know I need to practice and I'll need your help with. Right? This yeah. is this. Is there's two ways to try to get people to change. One is to tell them they're wrong. The other is to say, hey, um, I don't understand why you're doing what you're doing, because I have some data here that suggests otherwise. You can be willing to look at the data and tell me what you think. Right. And so... Rather than so, so, so you're so you're not advocating the get behind me Satan approach. <laughs> but, um, I'm not saying that, that I'm not saying that the first approach is never useful. I'm saying that they are two different approaches. Yeah. Yes. Yep. So now we're right. talking about 
Now we're talking about human psychology, so I'm all, all there. Let's go. Well, we're talking about scripture and human fallibility, right? Well, okay, can we agree on this first? As, as the superior process, you speak truth in love. You speak truth in love? Sure. But that's still, but, uh, you know, can we also agree with one? Is that when you're correcting your brother, take heed lest you fall. Right? No, I'm, I'm right. not using speak truth and love to justify your wrong approach. It's, 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 I think right. it supports your yeah. data no, approach. No, no. Your data, your data yeah. approach, yeah. Well, yeah, and, 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 and I'm not trying to pejoratize the telling people their wrong approach. Okay, there right. is a place after telling it. But in fact, the thing that's confusing me is it sounds like, so, but um, in my experience, the telling people the wrong approach uh, is generally only effective at, if you have superior status and authority. Right. So, and if it's legitimate, right? If you are the, if you're Jesus talking to Peter, you can tell Peter, get behind me, Satan. Uh, for Peter to do that to Jesus would not have been appropriate, even though Peter, Peter was trying to do that, right? Yeah, but, but of course, the superior approach is to explain why, right? Yeah, so fair enough. It certainly is more useful in more context. Okay. I think it's a short-term and tactic fact, to stop. It's a short-term tactic to stop aberrant behavior, but you know the right, goal is to. Especially if you're in a position of responsibility, and here's another word yeah. you need to play with: responsibility. Like if you're a parent and your children are beating up each other, it is entirely appropriate. In fact, you'd want a teacher or a responsibility to say, "Hey, stop doing that." Um, right. Maybe, maybe, maybe they're going to learn a lesson through getting some oh, discourse okay. and seeing someone there's, cry. There's, yeah. there's certainly a judgment to be made about that. But I mean, most of us would agree that, you know, if, say, oh, a white policeman was dealing on a black man's neck, can we go to the ability to say stop, right? Well, just for the, just for the Hitler argument, and then we're done, right? No, I don't know about Hitler. The, 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 no, you, know, you, know the Hitler, you know the you know the Hitler argument in intercourse. I'm trying to avoid Godwin's law on this one, Bill. But yeah. <laughs> let's just to be the Black Lives Matter one. I mean, would you agree that it would be that when you are a policeman, if you if you see someone you know robbing someone of life, living and, and property without due process, you have a responsibility to try to stop them? Or do you think actually it was okay that the other person was around doing nothing? It's, it's, um, it's a tough question for me this week because I heard George Bush's movie about John Lewis, and he talked about smashed skulls and this fracture and that fracture. So that's a tough question for me to answer this week. How is it tough for you? I don't think that would make it easier to answer. Um, I think him taking those blows and others not. Okay, so... Jesus said, put down your swords. Right, so and, I understand that they're not, yeah, yeah but, but, okay, so you're saying that actually you struggle with the fact that Jesus said, or that Paul said that he does not bear the sword for nothing. That well, you don't, frankly, that frankly, not, you frank, don't, yeah, frankly, I've seen more damage by um, toxic teaching in the church leading to suicides than someone, someone got, yeah. Okay, so, so what I'm hearing you say, Bill, is that you, have, so you, you, don't, you, you, you find yourself questioning whether there is any such thing as legitimate authority. 
Is that what I'm hearing? Uh, well, no, that's the corner I always get back into. I would start with Jesus and then see how far it goes. Okay, but, 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 okay, but wait, okay, we start with Jesus, but let's, but let's talk about real life. Because I want to make sure that I, we understand. So when I look at Scripture, do you agree with me that we see God appointing leaders in various contexts for various roles? Do you see that we um, see God doing that? I, I don't. I mean, this is sincere. It's not just a dick okay, argument. Give me, give me your honest answer. Yeah. I don't, I don't have any clue what a leader looks like. I don't know what I they understand. do. Okay, sorry. Yeah. Okay. Let me be more precise. Let me be more general then. You see God right. assigning people to certain roles or calling people I to see certain God, roles. I see, I see, well, yeah, but I, you know, see, this is, this is what okay. annoys me. It's like God, okay. God has plans. God has plans. He has goals. And a yes. leader appointing is a tactic. But if you're going to talk about God appointing a leader, you first talk about who is he trying to help. And we never talk about that. We always sit well, on the leader. let's talk about that. Okay, so then, yeah. let's talk about that. Okay, so the, what is it? Okay, so I feel like we're actually even talking about something completely different. Were there some specific incidents that you personally experienced that convinced you that this was a huge issue that other people didn't take it seriously if you do? Uh, oh, yeah, many. We can go on for okay, hours. What, what's the, what's can, the first one you can remember? Um, so the people clamored for a king. This is recorded in scripture. And God no, said, okay, and I, will, I will appoint, I will, I, I will, I will appoint a leader. I will appoint a leader, and we'll see how it goes. So, Bill, you hear my question. The first one that you experienced, yeah. are you saying that you just read that passage and suddenly you were overcome with this deep suspicion, this deep realization, or was there a personal experience you had? Well, I'm just trying to give you an example that, that every Christian should relate to. And no, 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 no. Well. I don't want a generic example. I want to hear your personal story. Show okay, me your well, but I, Tell me the story. Well, I've seen, I've, I've seen the same. Isn't that a church? We should appoint a deacon tell for life. And, first, tell me the yeah. first one. So tell me the first one church. that you had. Remember. Like from child tri- childhood, do you think? Sure. Earlier the better. Yeah. So oh, these are probably repressed memories. Um, yeah. Can't 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 identify the one in childhood. So. Okay. Well. Yeah. yeah, so the first church I went to as an adult, um, okay. that was that was a situation where they wanted to appoint a deacon for life, which had me looking at scripture, and they appointed a deacon for life, and he just, just rode roughshod over a lot of a lot of that church life. Okay. And I I worked my way up worked my worked my way up to being on a lot of committees. And I left primarily because in those committees, I think I've shared this, I was, I was sitting there with a counter clicking. How many times is that deacon's name mentioned? How many times is Jesus' name mentioned? I said, I'm out of here. It gets a 31 ratio, and it was way over 100. So it's like, what are we doing here? Okay, so let me try and summarize what I hear you objecting to. Is your objecting to models that elevate human beings over Jesus? Oh, yeah, I think... 
I wanted to send that in the text. I was going to say I'm I'm satisfied with Jesus as a leader, and I'm really nervous about replacing him with. So, so here, but here's the thing. So Jesus as the leader, sure. But then, yeah. but then what? Right? Because that's that's the problem that I think everyone, including me, gets lost by. So Correct. then what? Because like this is the problem I. This is precisely the problem I am facing as an existential question. It's like okay. Um, the group on Tuesday did not, you know, I felt like I did a very good job of not being the leader of the group on Tuesday. Right? Pretty much yeah. everyone said whatever they wanted to do, they questioned everything. And so, um, but then I feel like, and you and other people said, I, I want to make sure that we're actually making forward progress yeah. and not just running around in circles talking and arguing. And in particular, people like you say, well, you know, hey, there's this important truth that I think is really important that I don't feel is being adequately heard. Right? Yeah, so, yeah, can, can, I, can I tie into something I said about um, goals? Sure. So I, I, I would view appointing roles, well, I don't even like the word appointing. Somehow someone takes on a role, okay? And, okay. and it could be, you know, in a Romans 15, 14 way, who knows? But I, I still don't even know what that means, but keep going. Well, like like you yourself, you you yourselves might be take a little Democratic vote and say Bill's going to be in charge of something, right? Or Bill will help whatever. with it, okay. or whatever. Right. So, so but we're just rushing to the tactics, right? A, a role is a tactic, and we haven't agreed so on the goal. Right. Okay. Well, good. I don't know. So thank you. So, discipleship. So, right. so what, what what does that mean, right? Yeah. Right. So, but but Bill. Okay, so let's start with this. And so can, and a corollary of that is, you know, God or Jesus does not always appoint a leader. It really depends on the situation. So I think it's, I think that's a plan. Let's, a plan, let's, a plan, let's, a plan, let's yeah. drop the L word, Bill. Yeah. Okay, because I think that that is very emotionally loaded for you and for other people and incredibly confusing. So let's just well, talk it's not, about it's not, it's not that. I, responsibility. I, I'm going to look at the ratio, the L word to the non-L word, whatever that is. Okay, then I'm going to drop the L word if you're going to get that persnickety about it. You must not use the L word for anything. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, that's but it's not, that, it's not that I'm anti-L word. I'm, I'm pro-non-L people or whatever that yeah, is. The point is that non-L is not a there's word. A, they're, they're very, very often called We're saying nothing. So they're how about roles sheep. and responsibilities? Can we sure. start with that? Okay. Yeah. So... Okay, are you willing to consider the possibility that other are people... Are we talking about goals? Are we talking about goals? Okay, no, 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 no but let's just, this is good, because this is actually where I wanted to go with this. Is that, okay, let's just talk about the Great Reset. Is that it's more important to worry about the goals than it is to worry about the role of the possibility. Correct? Well, no, I'm just saying, I don't, all I'm saying is, no, I'm not making a value judgment. I'm just saying don't put the cart before the horse. Although I did tell you on our last call... Because this is the cart which is the horse. Well, um, yeah, good question. That's a bad metaphor. <laughs> I'm just saying there's, there's, a sequ- there's a sequence to this. And so, but I did say, and you should appreciate this, I, I hardly endorse you're just throwing out on GitHub some techniques. And I think that might be right. a way and, and so, so I'm trying to have to people. Find language to describe that that can describe the thing we agree about. Okay? So. So the problem is that, like, this is where I think it's helpful for us to have this argument 
to see if we can actually agree on language that is that, that right. is, does justice to both of our perspectives without causing unnecessary trauma, right? Right, yeah. So the hard part is that sometimes there is necessary trauma, but what do you want us to go there? Not intentional. It shouldn't be intentional for me to intentionally cause trauma, but you have your answer. I have to have mine, yeah. And we're I mean, going to become sens yeah. sensitive here. Yep. Right. Okay, so, so in this context, um, I, so how about the phrases roles and responsibilities? How, do you, how does that strike you emotionally? Uh, it seems kind of neutral, but again, I'm lost. Okay, good. We'll use goals, that. Goals. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I think a responsibility smells like a goal. What? Okay, sorry, word. sorry. So let's talk about, so let's, how about we use the word purpose first? You yeah. need to have a clear purpose to so well, work for Rick Warren. It worked for Rick Warren. He sold billions of books. Yeah, let's try that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. I'll uh, be, you know, centralizing his position as a authority figure, but. <laughs> you know, the, 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 the point was like, okay, you can't solve everything at once. Let's try to solve one thing at a time. So I think you and I would agree that um, the purpose of a group is more important than, um, sorry, let me put it this way, is that a healthy group is one, is one where the roles and the responsibilities serve the purpose the members expect from it. Yep. And a toxic group is one where the roles and responsibilities are subverted, uh, subvert the purpose that the members expect yep. from the group. Is that good? And, or, okay, and good. So I'll, just play, I'll, I'll just play David. Duh. Okay, continue. <laughs> yeah, I know. So, I mean, uh, we each, well, so this is my this is my take on David, is that we each have our roles, and you know, like David, uh, uh, thing David said about uh, Shemael or whatever. Hey, if this is if God told me to curse me, then that's his job. I can roll with it. Um, and the, in fact, the objective. So, and, and here's the point, right? Is that um, the word we use at Apple is designated responsible individuals. You went into yeah. that phrase. Yeah. Uh, how do you feel about that phrase? Well, um, let me just, as an example, talk about David. I'm not happy with the role that he has chosen to play. Okay. So once we can clear, one of the goals of what we're doing is to clearly articulate the purpose of the group and then help, help everyone to figure out what their role is. And if they realize that they are they're really in helping us accomplish that purpose. And that if they essential. say, well, yeah. that seems right, and, and that's that's useful. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And, and I think that, you know, to work with someone and say, well, okay, the way but you know, I feel like if I can't articulate a purpose, then how can I say what he's doing is inappropriate or appropriate? Right. right? Or how can well, I coach him to say, you know, hey, maybe if you're trying to accomplish X, you should try and do Y instead. Because that will help the rest of the group understand your role and purpose in a way that's helping them accomplish theirs. Yeah. Um, okay. Just, okay. just complicate. Just, just complicate a little bit. So, to the extent that I know David really well, um, mm -hmm. it's possible. So you, you see, have reservations about that's possible, and that's fine. 
Right. No, no, no. I, 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 you know, it's just like, like I mean, I, I can say, well, that role, for other reasons, is um, doing harm to himself as well. It's, and and so maybe he needs to play instead of playing defense, maybe he needs to play offense. This is what you talked about. Yeah, I don't know, right? right? Yeah, and like the point is that yeah. like I don't know what role he wants me to play in his life, right? So you know, it all goes there. But the let me go back with the phrase the designated responsible individual, right? So an apple, the idea of a DRI is when there's like a new feature that needs to be deployed. Like I remember for me when Apple decided to take Mac OS 10 to 64 bit. Uh, Ali Sazagari, or is it Al Yozer? I think Al Yozer stood up and said, I am responsible for making sure we all get the 64 bit. Meaning the buck stops here. He doesn't mean he's doing all the work, but he's the one who looks to and says, okay, if anything's not getting done, because so, here's the thing, right? Everyone has their tasks and their role, but there's all the stuff that, that accumulates in the gaps between those roles. And someone has to own the larger context to make sure that that stuff gets picked up. Yeah, that's my that's what my son does for a living. He's a program manager, so there's a lot of gap yeah, work. Program manager, yeah, right. Okay, so I think the reason that people get confused by you, Bill, is that when you say you're against the L word, they think you're against having DRIs for a contact. Right. And uh, so. The, the thing I think that I actually agree with is I don't like leader, I don't like leader-centric systems, systems that are centered around human leaders. Okay, that's the thing I think that you and I would probably agree with. Yeah. And, and by the right. way, I'm, I'm not necessarily agreeing with the GRI model. It's open for discussion. Yeah. Okay, but you're, you're at least willing to consider it. Right, because like, the point is that, like, let me put it this way, because of my history with the group and my role in creating it, I feel responsible for um, ensuring that it fulfills uh, the best possible purpose. Okay, right? and can I, ask a, can I ask a scary question? What if the DRI sure. is not, no, this is not about you, certainly not personal, but what, at, let's say at Apple, what the DRI is found to not be um, aligned to the goal? Right, so this the is goal the remains, thing that I the think... D, the, DRI, the DRI can come and go, right? Right, so here's the thing, right, so here's the thing that I think that is crucial, right, which is why I think um, maybe, you know, to borrow from Rick Warren, what we really want is purpose-driven groups, not leader-driven groups. Mm-hmm. You've seen you've SAP experiment with um, co-CEOs and a few other financial firms who've done that right. as well. And so. Right, and you know, there, are, so there are places, so right, but let's be clear, there's a difference between saying no leadership and shared leadership, right? There is, there is. Yeah. Um, you know, now I did a startup, uh, my first, was this before I met you? I think, my first uh, startup with, Rob Schultz and um, Ryan Gerfler. The three of us spent a month building this startup, and we never discussed names, roles, titles, anything. We just sat together and we listened and we just did it. Um, yep. And I think we finally put the titles together at the end just to put on the slides for the pitch. But yeah, so yeah. models where there is, 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 is 
Yeah. Just as an aside, did you also have as a goal or sub goal um, developing non-leaders to be leaders? So I don't even so the, the well I totally agree with the word what the L word means. I'm not even sure that that is. But right, right. So, right. So the the um. Well, I guess you know what my point what my point is. What we're talking about in TGR is a, is a lifetime goal and beyond, maybe right. So it's a little bit hard what? for me to compare it to the lifetime goal or or beyond. So it's a little bit hard for me to compare it to a kind of finite Apple project. But you know, we okay, can... sure, I understand that. But that's that's the, the well, I mean, the or a kingdom goal, right? That's way beyond any one particular right, right. right. yeah. right. but, okay, but, but, but let me talk about like so. My experience with shared leadership, okay, is that within the three of us who shared this vision, and the picture we had was like the three of us watching and Jesus in the center of that vision, okay? So all three of us shared that equally, and we made decisions by consensus together. And that worked really well in that kind of – at the same time, though, what that meant was is that there were lots of other people involved who looked to us for leadership, right? Who were what? And it wasn't that like – but the other who people were who were who are involved okay. who right. looked to us leadership. Right, our calendar, may, 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 yeah, may, may or may not have may or may not have been the right move, I understand. Yeah. But, but, but the point is that like we the three of us had a had a purpose that we were trying yeah. to achieve. And we the three of us together own that purpose and we said, you know, we need help. Right? Yeah. And so we said, Hey, would you like to help? And then we negotiated the role for them. I understand I understand help. Again, I I I'm just for the sake of arguments, I have no clue what leader means. But yes, help. I understand help. Yes, I need help. I understand that. But in this context, this is what the DRI. The three of us shared responsibilities for accomplishing the mission. Okay? And we shared ultimate responsibility, humanly speaking, for accomplishing the mission. And you. there were other people. Right? So the point is that the buck stopped with us, right, in this context. So everything's going to look at context. Within that context, we have responsibility for the whole, what's the season of project management, if you will? The project management. Can I, yeah, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm just listening, I agree. Was there any responsibility um, that the non-leaders had? So, the, the, so, what, the, so let's actually use the word founder, because that's what's loaded in this context. The three of us were co-founders. The three of us said, we're going to build this thing. And we have reason for doing this. Okay, and then there were let's call them contractors, people who were not uh, part yeah, of, the, okay. uh, of the of the team, but they said, you know, hey, I would like to help you, and they say, okay, how would you like to help? And I think this is actually the important thing, which may be where uh, hopefully we can find agreement, is that they were doing this not because of us, but because of the vision that we had cast what we were trying to accomplish, and their loyalty was to the vision, not so much to, I mean, to be fair, it's a mixture of loyalty to the vision and loyalty to us as individuals. Yeah, so I think it's, it's but, healthier if the primary loyalty is to the vision. Right. And, and but us, you, can have, and, you, can have loyalty, you can have loyalty to anyone on the team, yes. And, right, and frankly, that, frankly, 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 I'm working at some really great progressive companies, Loyalty to the customer is way, way up there. Those companies kick butt. Yeah, 
and you know the um, but you know loyalty is, is a is a tricky thing. Like you know the thing at Apple is, is we love our customers the way we love our children. If yeah. we listen to them, we try to understand their needs, and then we ignore what they say and do what we think is best for them. Right? Apple, is that did good. Apple did Apple did pretty good with loyal developing loyal customers, whatever that means. Yes. And the, the, the weird thing is, is that Apple is really good at creating loyal customers, but actually doesn't worry about being loyal to its customers. In the sense like, oh, we're going to take away your 32 container. But, 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 Right, yeah, that's true. But you know, that's why I say the love and loyalty aren't necessarily the same thing. Yeah. Um, but regardless, here's another word that might actually help. Stewardship. So the idea of a steward is someone who's responsible for an area. They clearly have responsibility. And usually they actually have authority that goes with that position. But it's also very explicit that they are um, in service of something greater than themselves. I think that's the healthier way to roll. I mean, I'll, I'll grant sure. you that, you know, maybe, maybe someone says, hey, this is just uh, an amazing person and we're not going to really talk about the goals. You should just like, you know, be, be vibing with that amazing person. And the goals may or may not be expressed, but I mean, God, 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 of you know why we're doing it and why we're doing it, and I totally believe that, and I hope that attracts people. But the reality is, is for the most part, people have come partly because they like me or they enjoy hanging out, even if they're not entirely clear what the purpose of the thing is. And you kind of have to start there with most relationships. Yeah, can I express another way? That's that's helpful. Sure. Um, so you know, Mike and I and others, and I'm actually involved in three or four similar projects. Have tried to design the perfect, you know, process for small groups. And mm -hmm. at the end of the day, I confess to Mike after days and days and days and nights and nights of working on it, it's just like, well, frankly, it boils down to who's in the group. Stick <laughs> <You know, laughs> in any group, and it's going to be a pretty great group. And stick with other people oh, no, in the group. There's other groups where you have to remove early, and it becomes a much better group. How well, that that may be the secret as to why it works. Yeah. So, Maybe not to be, yeah, you know, the, the, right. the, the, but, the, you know, and I think that, right, the point is that there is but, but, no but that, but that's But that's not to say that that's the preferred model. Right, yeah, certainly groups without Ernie is the preferred model. But anyway, the yeah. the point is, but here's, here's, okay, let me talk about this. So what I hear you saying is that stewardship you're willing to at least consider as a good thing. Uh, what was the word again, the noun? Stewardship. Stewardship sounds... I mean, it's not triggering stuff for me, so that's good. Okay, good. So, okay, so the, the, I think, so let me try to draw a distinction to help avoid further confusion. Is yeah. that, I mean, I, I, know, I think, I, can, I, can I just throw up a couple other words? Sure. Uh, ambassador, minister of the new covenant, you know, those sorts of words are in scripture. The ambassador doesn't really describe the relationship to the community you're in, as much as the fact that you've been sent out of that community. 
Uh, Ministers of the New Covenant sounds great, but I have no idea what that means in practice. Right. So that can mean all sorts of different things. We're stewards well, in a very clear sense. Let's, let's, play, let's play with the stewardship for a while. Go. Okay. Right. So what I hear you saying is that what you really, you really, what I hear you really objecting to is what I would call monarchical leadership or autocratic or unaccountable leadership. I guess, I guess, I guess, uh, more precise would be mushroom management. Where, like, did you watch the the hearings where Sundar mm-hmm. got skewered no, I didn't, I didn't. for for Project Dragonfly? And you know what Dragonfly was about? You know, the top top computer scientists from the top top schools in the world are working on a project, and nobody at Google told them what they were doing. I was shocked. I mean, I, I that's like the most abusive thing I've ever heard about any work environment. So, right, so how do you think they, how do you think they feel when they find out their project is to support censorship in China? Those people are probably in deep therapy right about now. Right. And and and, and you know, and I'm sure yeah, you've been in deep therapy, but I'm sure you must have heard this before, is that you the gift you have, Bill, is that you are allergic to abusive leadership. Okay? Um, and there's probably some reason. No, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm pro-goal, I'm pro right? And, and one aspect but, 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 of the leadership Bill, is there's no goals. Yeah. yeah. But, Bill, it's more than just that, right? Because I don't hear you pounding the table saying we need to be clear on our goals. I hear you pounding the table saying we need to stop talking about leaders. Um, well, I, it's a little bit hard for me to agree because I'm – like I don't know what leadership is. So I understand, but then why do you keep yeah. criticizing? Okay, so anyway, regardless, let's focus on what we agree. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. Romans fifteen fourteen is not a criticism. That's why people get confused. Well, yeah, but the question is, is that right? So, so Bill, <laughs> they take it as they take it. They take it as a criticism, right? Yeah. You see, Bill, you're the reason why they take it as a criticism. Yeah. Because it doesn't feel like you're actually trying to lead us somewhere. You're just yelling right. at us for not. I'm, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm not disagreeing with you. Yeah. Right. Okay. So, so Bill, what I think I want from you is for you to learn to be a steward of the passions and insights you have, so you can use them to help us get to where we all want to go. Yeah, that sounds really good. Okay. And so, with, with the that is, again, that Bill doesn't want to. Pretend like he knows everything, right? It has. I want to do it in a body fashion. Yeah. Right, and I think that that's the thing, right? And so the, um, but I think that that is can the, I, yeah. and, and, and that's, that's kind of the point. Yeah. yeah. Can I say? Can I address the elephant in the room? By the way, sure. the TGR topics or topics is like the most challenging thing. I don't even want to qualify. It's just like it's incredibly challenging, and that might be good. That might be why it might be challenging because it's really valuable. I certainly hope so. I hate to think I'm going through all this trouble for nothing. Yeah, no, but what I'm saying, this topic is not like an interesting topic. This topic is like probably the heart and soul of what Jesus was trying to bring. Well, thank you, Bill. I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I think this is it. I think this is really the 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 sign that that is true is that all of us have to level up. 
right, is that, you know, it's only a good week if I get my, you know, heart broken or, my, or, or I get slapped around. Because if it's just me saying what I've already figured out and everyone else just drinking the milk, then um, I'm yeah. wasting my time, right? Probably, and so, yeah. Probably, yeah. Yeah. And so the goal is to try and come up with better structures, better terminology, better systems for working through this. And so, and, you know, this is really the hard thing, Bill, right? And I'm happy to help you with this however I can. It's like talking about Romans 15, 14 is mostly useless because we really have no idea what you're talking about. But right. if you can start, if, if you can live it out and say, here, let me do this. And when you do something and you say, see, that's what I'm talking about. Or even better, actually, this is the, this is the silver bullet on this one. When you see notes. someone doing something, no, when you see someone doing something that manifests the thing you're talking about, you say, that, that was great. That is the thing I want to see more of. When you do yeah. that, human beings learn rapidly. Yeah, depersonalizing right, just, is, or, is or, very, very. So frankly, yeah, depersonalizing is depersonalizing is useful, right? Yeah. But this is, is that we mostly learn. This is kind of my whole premise, right? We mostly learn by what we see modeled and celebrated. Yeah, and, and I mean, the chances are, I think I, yeah, the chances okay. are the other person is doing something way more impressive than me, anyway. So that's the other reason to point to that person. But, yeah, but, but the point is, like, like my indictment of Western civilization is that we have built systems where leaders are expected to perform, right? And so we create these illusions of leaders and people who know everything, who understand everything, and, you know, therefore they can get away with anything. And that is incredibly toxic. And that is clearly a violation of what the Bible wants people in positions of authority to do and be. Yeah. Um, can uh, I ask you, do, but, do, 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 do you know why people do that? I have some insights as to why. I have a number of insights for it, um, okay. but I'm curious to hear yours first. Well, I think it's human nature to want kings, judges, whatever, and there's reasons for that. Um, a lot of it is application responsibility. I, I mean, I think the main objection to Romans 15:14 is people just, they know, well, in general, right, they know what Jesus is asking for, and religion is this amazing system to justify why you don't actually have to have to do it. So I certainly agree that all those are true, but I think it's worth having a more generous perspective on that. Yeah. One is that, uh, just purely from a social cultural perspective, when you are a leader, if you err on the side of being too harsh or too performative uh, and hypocritical, it will eat away your soul and annoy people. Yeah. Uh, I mean, let me, often let me traumatize can I, people. Okay, can, I, can, I, can I finish can my I, statement? Yeah. Okay. But if you err on the side of being too weak and there is a crisis, you die and everyone else does too. And so we have the systems we have, you know, that God gave us in this earth, of warfare and conflict and food and scarce resources meant that organizations, institutions, where the leaders that were too harsh could get away with it for quite a while, and those who were too weak died quickly. And so the institutions we've inherited 
evolved in that environment where, you know, there were lots of, uh, you know, egalitarian groups of Christians, you know, in the first century, and most of them were stamped out by ruthless empires. And, you know, the Western, what became Western and Eastern Christianity, they, you know, trying to follow the scripture that Paul laid out for them, evolved a system and structure that led them, that let them survive. Now, they paid a horrific price for that. I don't want to diminish the horror of the price that we paid for these systems and structures, but they are our fathers, right? If it wasn't for them making those hard trade-offs and those choices, we would not have anything to go with. And so this is why I really come back to, and Ted and I started this on uh, the Malachi verse, is we need to turn the hearts of children to their fathers and fathers to their children, or else we will die from the curse. And so there's a lot to criticize. There's a lot to um, disagree with. There's a lot to grieve and mourn and maybe even things for God to condemn. But for us, we are called to have compassion and say, look, we can acknowledge that the thing that they did was evil. Um, and we can say, but we can also acknowledge that, boy, they were in a hard spot given what they had. And it is a tragedy that their darker angels of their nature uh, yeah. won in this context. And by God, give me the grace to figure out how you have a deeper experience and understanding of you, so that if I were in that same situation, I would not also fall or fail in a different way that is equally bad. Yeah. So, I, mean, I think I tell you the bottom line of all this, if you follow this long enough, it's that nobody else is actually doing anything wrong. I am the one who needs to understand how to love God better so I can love my neighbor better to help them see a better way forward. Yeah, sounds great. Yeah, if you want to call yeah. that leadership, or you want to call it stewardship, or you want to call it something else. Uh, following, Jesus? Following, Jesus? <laughs> following Jesus? Following Jesus? Following Jesus? Well, 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 let, me, let me push back on following Jesus, okay? The crowd followed Jesus. Yes. Right? No, I mean in the uh, way that you want. But, 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 let's be blunt. It's following Jesus to the cross. Doing following him all the way. Sin. Doing even greater things than he did. Yeah, so the cross and beyond. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. Following Jesus to the cross and beyond. Right. That's the thing. Is that? Yeah. And that's usually, frankly, where leadership and everything else gets stuck. Is at the cross. Right. Agreed. Because all Agreed. the good yeah. reasons, all the convenient reasons, you know, all the bread, all the miracles, all the status, they can get you yeah. to hang out with Jesus. But then when you get to the cross, you have to realize, wait, am I doing this? For all these other things, or am I actually doing this for Jesus? Yeah. Or am I can really I doing another, it for myself? Can I throw out yeah. another verse, which is highly relevant to Romans fifteen fourteen and Christ in us? Um, so before you get stuck on the cross, and sorry, I have to take off. We shall continue. Uh, before you get stuck on the cross, way back in Genesis, I think people get stuck on, am I my brother's keeper? And they don't want to do that, so they punt up the management chain and say, no, you know, whoever 
I'm not going to use the pastor word, but you know that person is responsible. It's not me. Oh yeah, well you know I'll give you a, a more uh, darker critique. Is that the reason we have structures is primarily to help us hide from our shame? Yeah. Right. Uh, and, and, um, and to embrace the the fullness of well, what it means to be a police I mean, keeper is literally overwhelming. Frank, uh, okay, and, and here's the scary version of that, the deeper, darker version. So I'm I'm in, in my I was still spent his summer vacation. I'm in all these crazy groups, and so some of them are deep into psychoanalysis. So language, according to this theorist, is used to um, keep others away, so we do not bump against each other's real. So that structure of language, same role. Yeah, no, no. I mean, language is a technology, and basically, the goal of technology uh, um, has typically been to help us be less emotionally immersed in our current context. Yeah. Uh, like I said, there's only two technologies I've seen that actually break that rule. The first one is spectacles, which actually makes it easier to see where you are. And the second is micromobility, which actually, right. relative to cars, makes you more in touch with your immediate physical environment. Uh, but that's right. another story. But yeah, so the point is, is that this is why we need the cross. Right? Is that only with the cross can I say, yeah, because I'm, I'm, I'm literally living this tension and you're going to have to figure this out over the next couple of weeks, is to say, this is a huge purpose. I completely suck at it, um, but I'm going to take ownership of it anyway. And I need all yeah. of you, as I, I think we said, I need the whole world to help me live up to the responsibility that I'm trying to live up because I know I'm abysmal at it. And it's really hard to do that and still have enough authority to keep people moving forward, but we're going to figure it out. And to get rid of the, and have enough authority to, to discourage the toxic behaviors that interfere with that purpose, which yeah. also I mean, Anyway, including mine. You no, know, that's yeah, the, the cross has to be in these, these conversations, and we have to really understand what it brought. Otherwise, it's, it's not a Christian conversation. Yeah. All right. I think we made some progress, Bill. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. I I wrote down what you said, and I wrote down what you said, your advice, and I will endeavor to do that. Appreciate it. Great. Thank you. Take care. I've got to turn this into a practice somehow and start writing these up on GitHub. Talk to you soon. Great. Bye. Bye.